Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Don't host that pimps and hoes party at your parents' house. They will be really angry. (laughs) Pat yourself on the back because you made it through your younger years and you're still alive after all the drugs you took. And now put down that baggie and Smirnoff vodka and listen up. You're about to become a badass boss bitch. Yes, that's right. You're going to care about something other than getting high. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like, did you know that anal bleaching is not actually bleaching using bleach? <laughs> did you think it was? Did you think it was yes, like Clorox, yes, Clorox or, no. or toilet duck or what? <laughs> I didn't think that it was going to, you know, toilet duck my asshole, but I, it's laser. Did oh, you know that? I thought it was like Jolene. No, so did I, so did I. Okay, so just to give people context. So basically, I I, I have always wanted to bleach my arsehole. And the reason why I've wanted to always bleach my arsehole is because I have always watched like anal porn or whatever. And the girls, and I know that you shouldn't look at porn and it's not real and whatever, but like, I've like obviously like vaginoplasties and things like that. That is quite difficult. But I've always known that bleaching your asshole is a like spa treatment that you can get. And I was like, look, like I'm not gonna go and get a vaginoplasty, but I would quite like my asshole to be nicer. Okay. I'm actually Fiona. This is new information to me because I thought when you had your arsehole bleached. Granted, I've never looked into it extensively. Um, for anybody that's listening. Uh, who maybe hasn't had to bleach their tash before. I certainly yeah. have. There's this little uh, tub of bleach, I suppose, very light bleach called Jolene. And you put it on your tash and it basically turns your black dark hairs lighter. So I assumed that Jolene would just be lovingly applied to one's arsehole. I didn't realise that it involved laser. Well, if you wanted to bleach the asshole hairs, 
blonde, then yeah, I guess you could put Jolene on your arsehole. I mean, listen, if you're going to be attending to your arsehole, I'd like to think you just whipped the hers out of there. You wouldn't bother with the Jolene, but that's great information. Darling listener, have you you had your arsehole bleached? Are you considering bleaching your arsehole? Have you had any arsehole bleaching mishaps? We would love to hear from you. Send us a DM on Instagram, lovebitespodcast underscore. What a way to start, Fiona. What a way well, to start. I, did, I love you. I, I did put it on Instagram because I was thinking I about it. And I was like, I don't know where to go. I live in Dubai. I don't know where it is. Lots of people sent me clinics that do do it. And that's where yeah. I found out that it's lasered. I then also got a lot of messages being like, is that what we're doing now? We're, le- we're like bleaching our arseholes. And it's like... No, we're not. Like, I'm not saying that we should all go ahead and bleach our arseholes. Obviously, if you don't like your arsehole, not many people aren't gonna like are gonna like their arseholes. But if you do want to blazer it, full steam ahead. I say. To be fair. Oh my god! I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something, and it's to do with the arsehole. Oh my god! I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, because I was quite upset last week, and I haven't obviously. Arsehole the orifice or arsehole the man? Arsehole the orifice. This is to do with that. So basically, um, me and the guy that I was seeing did anal. I forgot to tell you. Okay. Continue. Well, obviously, because I wouldn't, I haven't been, I wasn't talking about it or anything um, before. So we kind of missed that part. But we had anal and I thought it was great. And obviously, Did remember, you? like, I, so we had never done, we, I always said when we recorded our anal episode, we've talked about it. I've never done penis in the asshole area. Okay. I've just like, I've done anal play. I really like it. I own a butt plug. I enjoy it very much. But I've never done the, um i've never done the penis bit and it was really funny because i was very drunk and i basically said to him oh my god get my butt plug and he said to me i nearly fell off the bed because it's not something that you'd usually say to someone when you first like are getting to know them be like hang on a sec can you just grab my butt put my butt plug in Oh, Fiona, but do you know what? I'm so glad that you just owned that and i'm sure he found that really sexy that you were you know, taking ownership of your arsehole in such a way. And also, like, it it shows, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And also, like, it just was a tell to, like, of how comfortable I was because I wouldn't have, that was the first time I did it. Like, I would not let anyone. a a lot of our listeners will have not partaken in anal before or maybe have had an unpleasant experience. I, for one, have had, you know, times of seriously enjoying it I've had times that I haven't enjoyed it at all I think it all depends on the person and the rapport so what exactly was it what was the formula to make you enjoy this particular episode of anal I really really think it had something I think it had everything to do with that butt plug okay because okay first of all I was really drunk okay fine but secondly because I also have researched it extensively because we did an episode on it. Um, and I've obviously read that like one, to be super turned on and relaxed, we did that. Obviously we didn't use lube, but like, because I was so turned on, like it basically was 
natural lubricant fine but i also yeah. think that the butt yeah. plug like basically like stretched it out a bit so when yeah. his when he went in it wasn't like i it wasn't like going in hot dry like it would yeah. have been like looped up like opened up loop it yeah. had also Pri- like stretched out a, bit. a little bit yeah which okay. i think really is the key so it didn't hurt it was really enjoyable yeah Good and was there like plenty of like in and out action because I feel like yeah, this I... is what freaks people out because the fear of farting shitting yourself a lot of it's actually you know that feeling uh, you know when when the penis like retreats from the asshole it does feel like a reverse poo that's it not does. a very oh nice feeling God. so so yeah. did you just kind of keep it in the place and like shuffle shuffle it around a little bit or was it like in, out, in, out? It wasn't like in, out, in, out, but it, but it was like, I remember like telling him just like, don't go too fast because yeah. Yeah, I, of course. Uh, I didn't want, well, I didn't want to shit myself. And also we yeah. just, I'd been at brunch all day. So it was probably like not the best time to have had anal, uh, but we'll move on. <laughs> Did you shit yourself a little bit? No, I didn't shit my. I didn't. I'm shit just myself. asking. Listen, we're all friends I didn't, here. I didn't. And... I didn't shit myself. No, but I definitely feel like it was the wrong time because I probably did need to poo. But yeah. I was like, I was so drunk. Like, cause like fucking hell, I've been at like brunch all day drinking and eating, and that's like, don't you yeah. remember when we spoke about a girl we know who'd been drinking yeah. and eating, and then he went in this guy and then she shat all over her bed so I mean obviously in the moment I wasn't thinking about that but afterwards I was like wow I was so lucky (laughs) well you know what just anybody listening um when you are going to engage in anal with your partner your loved one a one night stand somebody you're having sex with whoever the fuck it may be you have to be aware that there is a distinct possibility of shit coming out some way or another when somebody puts their finger or their penis or a toy or a butt plug or whatever near your arsehole you know let's speak anatomically the anus is the vehicle the orifice from which shit escapes the body so if it happens and chances are it may in some way shape or form you need to be comfortable enough with that person that they're going to look at that little like <coughs> you know little sweet corn pack shit and think oh that's okay don't worry about it as opposed to thinking you fucking disgusting trollop because that is not your person just food for thought yeah 100% and I know I know that if I had shit myself or there was like poo or something, which there could have been, but he was probably too polite to say anything. I know that it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the key. I think that's a really key thing. And to feel so comfortable with that person that you know that if something goes wrong, they're going to be okay with that. Yeah, of course. Well, good for you. So, Fiona, yeah. But... So, so I've, t- so I've lost my anal, uh, anal virginity and ce- celebrations. Good for you. And are you feeling okay, darling, after? Yeah, I feel good. I feel, good. I feel fine. Yeah. Like, awesome. um, I thank you so, obviously, also, thank you so, so much to everyone who messaged me. I think it was a really like triggering episode for quite a lot of people and I think it resonated so much because it is something that we all go through and it's literally the reason why we sat Love Bites up because we wanted to share our stories and I also think it's okay to share your stories that's why we love hearing people the good and the bad on our Instagram because 
it should be okay to tell our stories and to feel like you aren't the only one because you're definitely not the only one. If I'm going through it, that means that like a hundred other girls are going through it. And how nice that we've created this amazing community. Like we have a Love Bites WhatsApp group chat between me, Laura, JJ and Paul, uh, JJ and Paul from Lo- Podcast Now. And the whole week we were like sending each other messages being like, look at this message that I got from this girl. Like she said she went through the same thing. And it's just, we've built this amazing community and no judgment there is no judgment there's no we're always listening and I just think that's it's really important Fiona you know I think people thoroughly appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability and you know the fact remains that we have all been there we've all been there and we Mm. all know how it feels and there, there's nothing that unifies people more than a shared sense of heartbreak. And you've had a myriad of messages from people, you know, obviously supporting you, but giving you such loving advice for the future about like loving your own life, stepping into your own more than you ever have done before, falling in love with your life so much that the man is kind of inconsequential and when the right guy comes along then you're ready Mm. yeah and like before we move on to our letter like I will say that what I've realized also is that I have got a really fulfilled life like I've got a really fulfilled life in so many ways and whoever it is that ends up being the one for me will be an added value not yeah absolutely uh a strain and I want whoever the person is to want to be the added value yeah and that is Carly dogs just arrived anyway so that's that so today we have also I haven't even asked you how you are how are you I am good and do you know what I'm really trying my very best to um to not sneeze here I'm feeling a little bit under the weather as per usual but you know what Fiona I'm feeling really good I'll I'll talk about it maybe on another episode because we have a lot to get through today but I started to see this therapist remember I spoke oh, to you yeah. before about about that um exactly so the first couple of times quite a lot of money as well and I'm I'm acutely aware that the therapy isn't cheap although if you live in the UK um you kind of you can avail of um therapy through the NHS you just might need to wait a while but nonetheless there are, are options there so the first couple of times I met with my therapist I didn't really gain a huge amount from him uh, it was a lot of working through who I am and kind of what I want, an introductory course, so to speak. And I kind of left feeling a little bit deflated because I was like, God, this is such a lot of money. And I'm just kind of telling him things that I already know. But I persevered anyway. And he just kind of mentioned to me, Laura, you know, we're just getting to know each other, but keep going. You know, this it's, it's going to click one day. And then lo and behold, on my third session with him 
Fiona, I needed to speak to him so badly. I was just having one of those days that I was just not loving life. I just wanted to come back to Dubai. I missed my friends. I missed my career. I wasn't loving, you know, Ireland. And there was like a lot of things, you know yourself, you know, when you're like starting your own business and stuff, there's days that you just want to jack it all in and go to work for somebody else because you've got your, you know, stable salary, etc. So I was just having one of those days and I went into him and I just unleashed everything. Like it was an outpouring from the soul and that's when it just clicked with me and I was like, right, I'm now in the flow with this guy. Um. And that it was so beneficial for me. And that's just the beginning of it. I'm due my fourth session this week. And I can already feel how the parameters of my mind and my outlook are starting to change. And he has been absolutely pivotal in that. So I'll say it once and I'll say it a million times. Therapy is the way forward. Everybody listening to this, I can guarantee, will benefit from therapy. You do not need to wait for the wheels to fall off before you go and seek help. We can all use with somebody to talk to, somebody to vent to, somebody to provide another, you know, outlook on things and, you know, provide us with a set of tools to help us make the very most out of life because we are on this earth to thrive not survive. That's how I am for you. In a nutshell, I'm doing really good. Thrive, not survive. Oh, I love that. Okay, well, I'm really glad for you. And I think that's such an important message. Therapy is extremely important. And I know a lot of the time you don't want to sometimes dig deep and drag up the shit that has happened or hasn't Mm. happened. But I think it's important to sometimes face your fears and just dive right in because that's when it will, uh, that's when you'll mend when you yeah. dive head first absolutely but yeah I'll keep you updated on that because I know a lot of people I did an Instagram live recently about therapy and got a lot of feedback from people saying that they're going to um, enlist the services of a therapist um mm, I, I think that we're like we're, we're making huge strides positively to destigmatize therapy but I still think some people feel um it's a little bit of a taboo subject they don't really know how to approach it or go about it so I will continue to update you guys because I I know it's going to be so beneficial for me and I genuinely feel it'll be beneficial for everybody listening brilliant (coughs) right I'm gonna read a listener letter okay so thank you so much to this girl that's um sent in a message to us this was on our instagram so Hey girls, I'm new to the podcast and I don't know if it's the perfect time to listen or the worst, but I enjoy it, so gonna continue. I'm 25, been single, soon 26. I've been single since I was 20. And when I say single, I mean single. I was traumatized from my last relationship. It lasted from when I was 13 to 20. And I know I'm nothing like the childhood relationship. I'm nothing like the childhood relationship. I'm open to finding love, but still scared to go through that loss again. I can count on one hand the amount of dates I've been on in five years. I don't really like a casual hookup either. I'd rather spend time doing things that for me and I enjoy more such things as the gym, time, friends, etc. 
I feel like university, new jobs, pandemic and moving country have been distractions and I've never really got into quote unquote dating. I just can't text, social media, I'm lucky if, my if I text my mum once a week, never mind a guy from a dating app. I just don't feel like dating apps are my thing. I have no clue how to date or meet people. When I go out to brunch, she lives in Dubai, um, I get drunk and enjoy myself with my friends. I'm not interested in small talk with guys in those environments either. Any advice to get a girl out of a five, almost six year rut? Oh my God, that feels like that could have been written by me at that age. I know, right? I also went through a similar relationship when I was younger because I had a relationship from 17 to 23 and I know the feeling of being in a long long-term relationship from when you're so young to then moving into your adult life you're a totally different person and it is a little traumatizing I mean I don't she hasn't obviously gone into like what was traumatizing about it but then being thrown into this single life um and then she she's been super single uh, which is a really great thing to do and I totally applaud her for that Tell me your did, did, Sorry, did, did, did she mention that she is about 25 turning 26 and she's been single for yeah. a good few years, right? Since she was 20. So yeah, she's been single for five years. Okay, well, that was a very similar position that I was in um, when I became single when I first moved to Dubai at 23 because the guy that I was with said, if you go, we're over. And he, you know, he meant it and he broke up with me the second that I flew away to Dubai and I think I remained single for a good three years like I said I was like celibate single I was like the Virgin Mary herself so actually I really applaud this girl and that's something that instantly jumps out at me I applaud the fact that she has taken time to build a life that she loves it, it seems to me that she's got good friends she's got a good social life um you know she she's clearly filled her life with things that she loves and I think that she should be applauded for that because she hasn't jumped into anything unnecessarily rendering her kind of an emotional cripple at the hands of a relationship that she kind of jumped into too soon so firstly good for her and it's clear to me that she's now ready to meet somebody else, which is great. That is like the sweet spot that she probably was hoping that she would reach for quite some time. The only thing that I can say from experience is to take things slowly. I don't blame her for not wanting to jump on to dating apps because she's clearly become so used to her own company for the last five years that a dating app may potentially traumatize her and scur the shit out of her what I would suggest that I've suggested time and time again because it worked for me and it's worked for so many of my friends is meeting people through your friends and that doesn't have to mean that you've got a friend who has a single guy friend for example it can mean speaking to your friends and saying listen this is the crack I'm now ready to meet somebody 
Maybe you'll meet somebody at work. Maybe you'll meet somebody on a brunch out. I cannot tell you how many times I would be drunk at a brunch and I'd be speaking to a guy and I'm like, oh my God, you would go so well with my friend. And I set up a little WhatsApp group, introduce them, leave the group and they end up going on a date. Three of those couples, by the way, that I introduced are now married with kids. So I'm all for the setup. Just speaking to your friends and letting that girl's friends know that she is ready to meet somebody. And if they meet anybody in any walk of life, it doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to know the person super well, then to potentially introduce them. I think it's such a good idea. I agree. I think that's a really great idea. I also think that the the other reason, just to go and touch on the dating apps thing. Yeah, I completely agree as well. Like, it's good to have that time. And it's also, she's she's done what we've just discussed, which is fulfill your life with other things first, which is yeah. basically the best formula. But what she's saying also here is that she don't she doesn't want to go on dating apps because she's not a good texter. Right. And, and she's not good at social media. And I think that that's a really important thing to touch upon because not everyone is a good texter. Not everyone is good at social media. And like, I don't think that a lot of the time, this is where dating apps fall fall down where where i think they're really good because they give accessibility to single people and also to people that might not have the confidence to go up to someone in a club you know or a bar or starbucks or whatever i think that it does give that accessibility equally it's not always good for people that aren't maybe the best textiles or don't feel like they can portray the best of their personality via words on a text um you know like I have a friend that is like hates hates a dating app. She doesn't really. She says that she feels she always feels like she gets too picky on them because you're you're basically taking people on face value, aren't you? You're swiping yes or no based on their looks. Like I know that there are these other apps like Hinge and whatnot where you have to put like what you are like you know to say things, but even then you can't really gauge what a person's like. So you're really going on like a superficial value. Then obviously you then have to start speaking to them. And I'm someone that is really quite good at like showing my personality through a text, whereas a lot of people aren't. So I would say don't even worry about dating apps, put them away. They're not for everyone. And that doesn't mean that just because they're such a popular thing in like modern day society doesn't mean that it's for everyone. Like it's just not. And like, so I think a lot of people as well that don't like dating apps get concerned because they don't like them and they're going oh my god but that's the only way to meet someone it's not I think also the age that she is 25 to 26 she probably is going out a little bit more and I think that if you do want to meet someone it's good to it's a good time to put those big girl knickers on and go and speak to someone and it doesn't always have to be at a brunch or going out on a night out it can be at any time of day don't you remember like when I first moved back from Dubai I was like sitting at the at this hotel and you and I had an event and there was just like this random guy and I was on the phone uh, to my client and then me and him started talking and like yeah okay he wasn't someone that I would have gone out with or particularly fancied but it was it just showed that actually you can just start speaking to anyone and I think that also another thing a lot of girls who including myself at times and I say this to my friends they want to get in they know that they're ready to meet someone they want to get into a relationship but they also have to put in the work to put themselves out there it's the same in business if you're not putting out the leads you're not going to get anything back I had I had um my friend Sophie 
always talk about hair. I had this time when I first started my um my business last year and I got to about six months in and I said to her like oh I'm really worried and I'm really stressed because I've got to pay salaries and I'm not getting the business in that I think I'm that I want to get and she goes are you putting out leads and I was like yeah like here and there and she was like it's a ratio thing isn't it the more you put out the more you're going to get back if you're just putting out one or two you're not going to get as many back so if you're sitting there at home being like oh my gosh I want to meet someone how do I do this but aren't using yourself as a tool to get the leads then then it that answers your question so if you don't want to use dating apps put yourself out there go and speak to people be confident I know it's scary grab a girlfriend just start speaking to people and I can promise you those people will want to speak back it's so rare also for people to just to go up to other people and just say hi that you'll stand out over anyone that that's just actually really to come to them really good advice Fiona um especially like the the ratio thing you're right the more people you speak to the more you kind of raise your chances yeah. of meeting somebody you're interested in back to the dating apps I feel like you know this girl is under no pressure to engage in any of the dating app uh, dating app activity however you know they are an easier way to meet people instantaneously one piece of advice I will give from speaking to a lot of my friends that are on the apps you don't have to message people in fact I encourage you to not message people for weeks and months on end how much can you really get to know somebody on message you know they might seem really witty or funny or amazing on text but when you meet them either the spark's not there you're not attracted to them Mm. or there's just not that vibe that you've built up Fiona as you do you know by your own admission you build it up so much in your head um I met a friend recently and he said and he is the most gregarious charismatic guy I have ever met I have read his tinder you know tinder chats and he comes across as a dry bore and he's like what do you want me to say on you know, what do you want me to say on message? Like, I can't show myself this way. I'm much better in person. So within one week, he has a date locked down with the girl. He's like, I go straight in, no kissing. I suggest a coffee date. I suggest dinner. And girls quite often will come back and say, God, you're really like keen or you don't mess around or whatever. But the reality is he has the right idea you know, don't fuck around with it. Like just if, if you if you're kind of viable with somebody and you like the look of them and you like their little taglines on Tinder or Hinge and they seem like a nice person, just agree to meet up. If you meet up and you don't vibe with them, then kind of end it and move on to you know, move on to somebody else. Don't waste months and months and months chatting and going round in circles with people. Just bloody do it and go and meet them and see what the crack is. That's what I say. I think a lot of people as well, just before we move on, I hope that was enough advice for this girl. I'm just trying to look back on the message. Also, another thing is I think that a lot of girls, um, you know, they go on these dating apps and they expect the men to do the work and ask them out. And although that it is, you know, traditionally, quote unquote, traditionally, the guy is the one to drop the handkerchief no, the girl drops the handkerchief as like a sign and then he picks it up and whatever, like bullshit. Like, also, 
you're on an untraditional way of meeting someone so fucking ask them out like just say it like there's nothing wrong and also if that guy turns around to you and says oh you're a bit keen then tell him to fuck Fuck right off like i've had that so many times where i've said i haven't wanted to like mess around and i've been like let's lock the date in like let's go for a drink and they've gone, oh, you don't mess around, or like, oh, that's a bit keen. And I've just gone, well, you can go fuck yourself later. Yeah, because absolutely. I don't. You shouldn't be made to feel like that for a start. Yeah, I think we. I think you know, we touched on everything. First of all, I would like to say to this girl, she is living in Dubai. It is. I don't want her to feel like it's because I'm sure a lot of her friends will be saying, oh, Dubai's so hard to date. I've said it before. It is. It is hard in some senses, but also whatever is meant for you will come for you and I've definitely I've now got to a phase where like I've stopped trying to make things happen if it's meant to happen it will come for you and in a place like Dubai you've got to have that mentality because you'll go out and try and you might not get you'll put out the leads let's say let's call them in business terms and you might not get the ones that you want and that can be quite disheartening and it's 20 times worse in Dubai because the pool is smaller. But I think that we're here for in Dubai for a reason. And that means that all whatever is coming for us will come for us. And it's going to happen either in Dubai or not. Yeah, but let's reframe as well, Faith. Whilst dating in Dubai is hard, it is also a hotbed of opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely. so much fun. And I, I don't want to piss on dating in Dubai or in the UK or Ireland for that matter. Dating can be really, really fun and exciting. And I know a lot of us feel like we've had this shit kicked out of us in the dating arena. But there's so many great feelings and there's so many great things that are out there waiting for you. So just go. This girl is 25. Live the fucking shit out of your life. You are in your prime. And if you don't meet anybody for the next 10 fucking years, you've also got nothing to worry about. So Mm, totally, you know, um... But thank you for the letter. Really appreciate that. Well, on that note, wonderfully, seamlessly taking us into our next segment, Laura. We read this letter and obviously this girl is younger than Laura and I. So we've decided to put together some advice that Laura and I would give to our younger selves. Do you want to kick it off? Do you know what, Fiona? Short and sweet. The reason that I'm starting with this one is because it refers to both you and I monumentally. Okay, and that is stop people pleasing and worry less about what other people think. They do not matter. Focus on your people and your people only. Fiona, are you and I not the ultimate people pleasers? Oh my God. I sometimes will get anxiety in the day and I'll be like, why do I have this anxiety? And then I'll be like, oh, it's because I haven't got back to this person quick enough. Literally. Yeah. Well, again, I'm going to keep you abreast of my therapy um, as it unfolds. But something I really want to address is my people pleasing. And I already kind of understand where it comes from. Um but I'm really working with my therapist to unpack that. But ultimately, people pleasing just depletes you of so much energy. And worrying about other people, what they think of you, 
is the most chronic waste mm. of your own time and energy because other people's opinions of you are none of your goddamn business cultivate your good core relationships your people the people that love you inherently the people that will answer the phone to you at three o'clock in the morning the people that will help you pay your rent or your mortgage they are your people fiona over to you mine's a funny one So just to give a bit of context, I had quite the drug problem when I was younger, just FYI. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being pa- honest. <laughs> I just wanted to tell everyone before I do dove into this piece of advice, and I'll be like, I don't think she's ever mentioned this before. Pat yourself on the back because you made it through your younger years and you're still alive after all the drugs you took. And now put down that baggie and Smirnoff vodka and listen up. You're about to become a badass boss bitch. Yes, that's right. You're going to care about something other than getting high. And you're not only going to thrive, you're going to love it. So enjoy that last line of MDMA and savor it. Because when you get older, you'll start to feel fear. Enjoy feeling fearless and reckless because that will go with age and be replaced with responsibilities that won't be a burden to you. You will love them. Oh, Fiona, that is great. (laughs) Do you know what? That is so good and so honest as well. We've all had a past. I certainly have. You know, I got up to things in my younger years that could have me arrested, um, but we'll not go into those. I love that, Fiona. That is so frigging good. From about 18 to 22, I literally was off my chops. I literally was off my tits on all sorts of drugs and I had no fear no fear whatsoever like to the point where like I'm shot honestly I like and I'm not glorifying it at all it was actually really not like and also I would say the reason why it didn't turn into addiction where it has done with like a friend of mine um is because I wasn't doing it to escape I was doing it purely for the fun and for the experimentation because I went to a school which was really, really sheltered. And then I got to London and I was like, oh my God, all this stuff is like accessible to me. What the hell? And I actually like, I'm not, I'm still not a massive drinker. I don't like to feel hungover and I, I've, I'm not, it's not my favorite thing to do, but drugs I loved because I was like, wow, I'm coherent. I can stay up for four days and have all this fun with my friends. And I didn't do drugs. I, I think that maybe my age 19 to 20 I was a little bit in self-destruct mode but it wasn't ever sinister so when I moved to Dubai and stopped doing it I didn't crave doing it again because it wasn't it wasn't because I was doing it for any other reason and I was so lucky because I think if I'd carried on I would it would have gone down that road definitely so that's why like I want to tell my younger self like because I always thought like this was it like I'm just gonna have fun forever and I'll never enjoy having a job and I think that's something to say to girls that are younger I don't know if anyone's mums will let them listen to this show but like like don't like enjoy your fearless behavior yeah because one day you're going to be afraid like I'm afraid now yeah and really embody it and also I would say if you're going to like take something dodgy in Thailand, you know, whatever that may be, just make take sure your fucking tampon out. that you do not double drop <laughs> on a fucking tampon that will be ejected from your body one month later in the form of a fucking <laughs> sardine smelling rat. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Moving on, what's your second, what's your second piece I studied law, by the way, and yet I was 
quite an illegal person. I'm only joking. Um, please don't arrest me if any police officers are listening to this. Okay. Know when to leave. Whether it's a relationship, Ooh. friendship or a job recognize the signs when it comes to move on this quite often means taking a risk and putting yourself on that seriously scary path of the unknown but it is better than feeling stuck and unhappy in your comfort zone great things happen when you take action it is okay to stumble and fail numerous times but keep going Success does not come easy and that relates to love, that relates Mm. to career, it relates to all of the things and the reason that I feel so passionately about that Fiona is that is something that I've struggled with. I've stayed for a prolonged period of time in a relationship or a job that I was so unhappy in but it was better the devil you know. I was like, I'm just going to stay in this because I'm so afraid of life on the other side of that door. On I'm so afraid of life in the unknown and I would rather stay, stay stuck in a relationship or a job that made me miserable because I was so fearful. And when I look back, I, I could firstly throttle myself, but also I just want to give myself a lovely hug and say, Laura, my darling girl, you will be fine. Just fucking do it. I think that's such an important one because fear is basically the reason why we are scared of anything is the unknown. Yeah. <clears throat> that's all it is. That's why everyone, why kids are scared of the dark because they don't know what's in it. Yeah. Or why ghosts are scary because we don't know. Yeah. It's the unknown that's scary, not the fear itself. Absolutely. Not the like legitimate reason, which is like leaving your job or leaving your relationship. It's what's going to happen after which is a really interesting one because it's funny that you say that because one of mine later on is very much to do with this. Okay, this is my number two. This is taking me way back, this one. Ignore those teachers at school who made you feel not good enough because you had dyslexia or have dyslexia. Dyslexia doesn't mean that you aren't as clever as anyone else and you won't need that extra time in exams. So just take a book in with you because you'll fly through those papers. Those teachers who singled you out and made you believe that you were, the, you were a problem don't know what is to come. That feeling of not feeling good enough will continue into your adult life and will manifest into the relationships you have with men. But I can assure you that you are good enough. You are not defined by how good you are at something and you do not need to seek approval. I know it's hard, but what is coming for you is bigger and better than you ever imagined. Oh, Fiona, that's amazing. That is so lovely. Do you know, I pinned down something. I pinned this down because I listened to Stephen Bartlett's The Diary of a CEO. Legend. He interviewed James Smith, who I am like trying to get on our podcast because I would love that. And James Smith said, and Jamie Oliver has said something similar as well, that he had learning difficulties at school. And Stephen Bartlett said, do you think that it made you feel not good enough? And I just suddenly thought, oh my, it was like a light bulb came on. And I was like, oh my God, when I was at school, I had dyslexia and you'll sit. And when you have learning difficulties, I don't know what it's like now, obviously, but when you have a learning difficulty, you're singled out. First of all, you're put into all the bottom sets where you really probably shouldn't have been. And you're not nurtured. Back in the day, you weren't nurtured. You were just, you were just told to do things like go and see a special needs um, 
tutor you get extra time on your exams and things like that where I didn't need it at all and I was made to feel like I wasn't good enough to be at that school and that has now come into so many aspects of my life in things like academia and like like job I obviously have thrived because I basically went fuck you to the teachers and I'm going to prove you wrong but now I've transferred that not feeling good enough because into my relationships because I'm always trying to seek approval and what did I do when I was younger with teachers try and seek their approval and it's just it's such an obvious one and it's very interesting and I'm not defined by how good I am at something and what am I always trying to prove when I'm with a guy is how good I am at being a girlfriend how good I am in bed how good I am at doing this that and the other and actually I'm not defined by that as a person yeah and neither is anyone else do you know what Fiona you say that's an obvious one but it's probably for me one of the most poignant things that we could talk about everybody has experienced things in their lives whether it was a parent saying something or a brother or a teacher I can remember and think back to P2 when I would have been what five or six and a teacher saying something so simple but it cut me to the core several times in my school life I remember teachers saying something in either a disdainful way or pissing on my parade and they are what we call what my therapist calls little t traumas so there's big t trauma and there's little t trauma big t trauma is the monumental things that happen in your life that create a catastrophic impact so an attack near-death experience war you know natural disasters but those little t traumas are admittedly smaller but they build up and they build up and they build up and they form they become a part of your fabric and they inherently shape the person that you become and Fiona quite often they are negative little t traumas that negatively impact your life they negatively impact your thought process And the same way you have a responsibility to yourself to deal with the big T trauma, you also have a responsibility to deal with the little T trauma, which is very Mm. similar to what we've talked about. And it's equally as impactful when all those little traumas collide and they're just as just as negative on your life. So I thought that was really, really, really poignant, Fiona. And I think it's really fantastic food for thought for all of us actually and that's so interesting what you say about those traumas because also for someone like me that was having that um said to me and and happened at school because I went to boarding school and I didn't then go home to my parents who then showered me with love and affection because back in the day we didn't have whatsapp we weren't able to call every single day because it cost like a million quid plus my parents were abroad who was giving me a hug and telling me it's okay because you're still loved no one so of course it then developed into this horrible anxious attachment style and feeling like I'm not worthy and all that sort of thing because a lot of people like you know your friend Zoe said you need to tell Fiona to love herself even more and it's like yes I know that but I don't know how (laughs) I don't know how to arm myself with the tools because I know I'm loved that's why Lisa said to me she couldn't understand where my attachment styles came from because 
in all because my I've got a very happy home life and my parents are still together and very much in love so she was like it's not that it's got to be somewhere else and then she goes "Ooh, school tell me about that and that's where it all came about anyway so that's very interesting um it's it's a lot of the time your attachment styles and your uh, quote-unquote issues come from a very odd place that you wouldn't have thought anyway Laura Rooney tell me your fourth bit of advice okay mine's funny mine is to believe in yourself but believe in the real you the essence of you and not the overthinker and you know what Fiona I don't think I've met anybody who hasn't classified themselves as an overthinker because we all think we all think a million thoughts in the day remind yourself that your thoughts are not real they are not part of you they can trick you they can deceive you and they try to keep you small observe them and let them float away do not ruminate on the negative feed the damn light that is beautiful i'm the biggest thinker yeah we all fiona we all are and i have I'm also my biggest self-saboteur and I've looked back at things and sorry, that's my dog like scratching himself. Indie puppy, what's up? Uh, so I've looked back on things in my life and I have, I am identifying myself as the, the ultimate self-saboteur. I have declined amazing opportunities. I have remained stagnant because I was afraid of what would happen on the other side of the door of unknown and chances are I may have failed occasionally but the ratio would suggest that I would have thrived yet I kept myself locked in a dungeon of fear and stagnation because I was afraid because I listened to those thoughts they're called gnats negative Mm. automatic thoughts and instead of having a word with myself and saying hey Laura these thoughts actually aren't real I took them for face value I ruminated on them and I made them but I invited them in to my harbour remember we talked about the the Mykonos harbour yeah I invited in those negative thoughts whilst the beautiful positive enlightening thoughts I just allowed to drift further and further away. So that for me is a really important one. That I, uh, do you know what? Since we talked about that, like the negative thoughts thing, I have tried to implement the kind of seeing it as a negative thought and letting it float past. And I feel like, especially with, you know, whatever happened last week, I don't feel like I've dwelled on the sad too much. Obviously there have been times where you feel sad and that's okay, but let, but also like you said, don't let it in the harbour. Yeah. That's an excellent one. My next two are very short. Tell me. Don't host that pimps and hoes party at your parents' house. They will be really angry. <laughs> I can just imagine it, Fiona. I ha- I hosted this pimps and hoes party at my parents' house when I was for my 19th birthday. And they were in, I don't know where they were. They were in Dubai, actually um because they lived here and I had the keys to our house in the UK and the house basically got absolutely trashed oh my god and they were so angry and I remember calling my auntie Sheila who listens to this I hope she's listening to this because she'll love this um not the part about doing the anal I'm sure she'll die hearing that (laughs) but I remember calling her and I was like crying down the phone being like 
they're so angry at me literally I was like they were so angry at me I almost said to her you're gonna have to adopt me (laughs) and she was like she was like let me tell you something your dad did exactly the same he's just pissed off because it's his house you would be as well and I was like yeah fair enough enough. anyway so just just a note to anyone we do not have anyone young enough to be listening and hosting a pimps and host party at their parents but do not host parties at your parents house host them at your own house how old That's were you, my... how old were you when that happened? Nineteen. Oh, well. Not too bad, but you're not young enough Man. for your dad to scalp you around the arse, I can tell you that much. Oh, he would have done. I he would they my mum I think my mum would have smacked me if I had been yeah. in her presence. Okay. Anyway. This one is actually courtesy of my friend Zoe. So Zoe is a great friend of mine who um I've talked about before. She's the amazing life coach that also sent that beautiful message to you via me. Oh my god. It She's was amazing. So she sent me quite a few, but I'm just gonna touch upon one that I think is really important. Baby. Sorry, that's my dog grumble door in the background. So she said, never ever give away the whole pie. As in, keep your hobbies, keep seeing your friends. Your relationship is only one slice of the the pie. It can be the biggest slice, but don't let it be the whole freaking pie. And I love that because especially I when we're younger, that. I know I know I did it myself um, in my first relationship and I really, really had a word with myself and learned a lesson from it. I was so infatuated and caught up in this relationship that I didn't see my friends at much at a time, you know, in kind of late school, like upper sixth and first year at university. I should have been buzzing with all these like amazing friendships and new friendships at university. And I kind of held back because I was in this really long term relationship and he became my priority. I turned down a ridiculous opportunity of like a scholarship that only one person in my whole school got offered because I was like really good at geography randomly and I turned it down because of him not because he made me because I felt like he was the biggest part of my pie um in fact he was kind of my whole pie and then when we broke up I completely transformed and I became the most sociable person in the whole university I was out all the time and I made great friends so just a reminder to make sure he ain't the whole part of the pie that's lovely so I've got one that is basically touches on the your second one okay I've I've said that I've said the guy's name I should probably not say his name Break up with X when you go to university, trust me. This was the boyfriend that I had mentioned earlier where I was with him 17 to um, 17 to 23. And I stayed with him way too fucking long. I, I should have broken up with him at university because I didn't want to leave because I was scared of the unknown and that is all it was. I was scared of also the feeling of being, what's the word? Being alone, alone, but also, you know, feeling like I was going to miss out on something and that just wasn't true. And actually I missed out on more because I didn't experience what I should have experienced at university from a romantic sense. Yeah. 
um and I didn't let it go and also but I I do feel like I I have taken that into my adult life quite a lot where I have been re I find it really still even now I find it really really hard to let it go mm -hmm. um I I can't okay it's it's hard I'm trying but I know you're trying and we love you for it you know what Fiona I think we've all had a relationship in the past that if we could go back to our younger selves we would throttle ourselves to get oh rid of that piece of shit uh, my first boyfriend was one of them but you know what I I actually learned a lot from him so you know there's always method in the madness of life okay last from my side Indy would you mind not trying to eat my microphone that would be amazing okay in the words of legendary public speaker Mel Robbins, motivation is bullshit and forget about following your passion. No one ever feels like doing things, so don't sit around waiting to feel motivated as you never will. Put on your big girl knickers and do that thing as you know it moves you closer to the person you want to be. You're right over there. I'm wrestling with my dog who's currently trying to eat my microphone, sniff my crotch and vagina and basically piss on my laptop. No, I'm not really okay, Fiona, but that was why I was sounded like I was struggling a little bit. My point is with the motivation thing, I've been listening to a lot of Mel Robbins recently and I love her. Um, we wait around waiting to feel motivated and therefore don't do don't do the thing that we know that we're meant to. So go, waking up early to go to the gym, starting the business, putting yourself out there to meet somebody else. You just have to put on those big girl liquors and parent yourself and do things even though you don't want to because you know that it's going to move you further down the path on becoming the person that you want to be. Parent yourself with love. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. parent yourself. It's brilliant. And also, like, I get up at five every morning and go to the gym because I want to feel healthier. Do I enjoy waking up at five o'clock in the morning? Do I fuck? Do I enjoy driving in the cold to go to the gym? Absolutely not. Do I enjoy a single second of that gym workout? Fuck no. But what I do enjoy is parenting myself and having the self-discipline to do something that I know is ultimately going to make me a better version of myself. I don't want to sound really preachy, but like I had two years of being a lazy fucking slug and I've now had the arse kicked off me. And this is where the motivation is bullshit mantra comes from. I love that. Yeah. Right. My final one. It'll be quick because we've totally run over, but that's okay. Enjoy being in love. You are young and you have boys lining up around the corner. So enjoy it. Enjoy every one night stand and enjoy every snog in the club because love starts to get a bit complicated for you. You think you're not going to get over something, but you will. You think you'll never feel happy again, but you will. Love that. Definitely. There was times that I looked back and I thought I was never going to get over that person. I thought I was never going to move on. And actually that person did me the biggest favour possible. And my goodness, I'm sure everybody listening to this, so many of the things that we have talked about will resonate massively. Yeah, I think that is one of the most important things to tell people who are going through something or are, I don't want to say younger because it, it goes for everyone, is you think 
you're never gonna feel a certain way again and you think you're not gonna feel love or you're not gonna get over it feeling like shit like you will you will and we're here for you every step of the way you know like Fiona mentioned the community that we have created we are so proud of it with the support you know of JJ and Paul anything that you want to talk about any advice that you want you know you want from us anything at all that you're struggling with please by all means drop us a dm on instagram and we'll talk you through it and we will walk with you every step of the way absolutely that's my dog grumbling in the background (laughs) i really have to go and feed him it's all right we're done and we've run a bit over but that's okay i love you so much laura Rooney, and i love our weekly chat and i'm glad that there were no tears this time i love you and i love everything about you and i i love you too indy okay fiona that's me just before we go because this uh, recording will come out um we actually have a live event with el couture which is a women's active lifestyle wear brand and kettish uh and we will be speaking to the founder of kettish next week and it will be coming out as a bonus episode oh i can't wait Uh, for that i'm actually sitting and sitting here as we speak fiona i'm just going to show you quickly before you dash off the beautiful el couture sports bra that i'm wearing isn't that gorgeous oh it's such a nice color it's like like this beautiful khaki color and i've got the matching um bottoms actually they're amazing so just for a visual representation i love you fiona wishheart and i I love you you too Bye. See you later.